I'm Cindy Queen, and welcome to Inside the Classroom, the podcast where we discuss changes in education while trying to add a little fun to the conversation. With me today is my pal, Patrick Trenum, and he teaches at the Vital School with me a year before last. I think it was he was uh, rotor, our Rotary School Teacher of the Year, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. And yeah, and he's done some. Uh, he's he teaches adjunct. He te- he has taught at Cookville High School. He's taught he taught uh, with me through uh, adult learning, which is sometimes. Uh, I mean, there's things that you just can't make up sometimes about things that happen with adult high school students, and um, so we're just sharing. We're swapping some stories today about some interesting things that have happened to us as teachers, some uh, funny things, some things that might not be too funny. But um, anyway, that's what I thought we would we would discuss today. So, Patrick, as an adjunct teacher, sometimes more interesting things happen as an adjunct teacher than they do as a as a uh, full time high school teacher. Yeah. Uh, a classic example just happened a couple of weeks ago in uh, one of my my Zoom classes that's, you know, we meet quote unquote face to face, but it's over Zoom. And, uh, you know, here's 20, 25 people's faces on the screen uh, and I'm in the middle of lecturing. You know, everybody's paying attention, listening. And apparently one of the students had forgotten to mute his mic and we experienced a domestic uh, right in the middle of class and he didn't again didn't realize his mic was was hot (laughs) so i mean again just out of the blue you can imagine if uh, right now all of a sudden we hear somebody start screaming it's and it's the student is the guy and it's his wife obviously and she is having a domestic with their teenage daughter and all of a sudden you hear you just think that you're something else. Well, let me tell you something, girl. <laughs> you, just because you're 16 years old does not mean that you're going to talk to back to me. You'll think talking back to me when I turn around and jack slap you right in the face every time you start. Sm- you you keep this smart. I mean, and of course, I'm scrambling to dive, you know, to the computer to hit the mute button on on his mute. And of course, every everybody in the class, his eyes are just as big around. As, as silver dollars, but uh, it was uh, a it little bit like of comic. Somebody there. needed to get straightened out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, definitely. She uh, the the mom wasn't messing around, and I think that the uh, you know teenage daughter was was obviously having that um, uh, you know what what teenagers do, and, and <laughs> you know having a smart mouth and and things like that. Oh and, yeah, and uh, she. Uh, uh, she let it be known that that wasn't going to be the case in their household. So uh, it it definitely lightened the mood in class, you know, as we're talking about uh, the corruption, political corruption of the late 19th century. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um... So the co- political corruption of the late 19th century 
did were they interested in 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 that or were they more probably more interested in the domestic that was going yeah well uh, if, you know i try to make my lectures as as interesting as, as they can be i've you know i've always i think you do too i've always you know gotten good feedback it's one of the things that you know, you know as well as I do, there are so many advantages to teaching with the program that we teach in, uh, where we are not a traditional class, what would be considered a traditional classroom teacher, where we're, not we're, at all. we're up lecturing for, you know, 75% of a class period, maybe, you know, or, or even half of the class period. So, uh, me being the talker that I am, I I'm, I miss that, you know, being able to to get up and talk about things and controversy controversies and and different points in American history and and or world history and and things like that. And of course, uh, you know, teaching as an adjunct pre COVID, that was my outlet because most of my classes were face to face. I had to travel for those to to various locations, but they were still face to face, and post COVID, they're pretty much one hundred percent online now. Really? I, I mean, so you don't drive to any classes no, anymore? No, all of my classes are online, and this semester I have one that, like I said, meets. We meet live over Zoom on Wednesday nights from six to nine, but besides that, they're they're one hundred percent. I always get my terms mixed up english teacher help me synchronous or asynchronous they they're synchronous yes. if they're all meeting with you at the same time yes well i th- i guess i should look at my root word shouldn't i sink is sinking <laughs> they're synced, synced they're synced up we're synced together sync, sync. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh the the my other eight classes that i'm teaching this semester are asynchronous mm-hmm. so, and a lot of what we do is asynchronous. Yes, I mean, definitely. Phew, I was just uh, doing a, a Zoom this afternoon with a student and uh, thinking, you know, I had recorded it and everything. And I'm like, this is a good lesson. I'm recording this thing. And Zoom, it, it just things don't cooperate sometimes. And so I was no. just really kind of upset. Especially with, with Zoom. No offense if anyone is... Uh, <laughs> You know, part found, of the corporation know, that is yeah, works Zoom. For, for Zoom or whatever, but but sometimes it is definitely unreliable. Uh, I prefer Google Meets uh, over Zoom. Any day I do too. Week. I think Google yeah. Meets works really well, and then it gives you diagnostics after the meeting's yeah, over. Exactly. Prints them out on a does them on a spreadsheet and stuff like that. So yeah, but you know there there are so many you know as well as I do there are so many instances of meeting with students on zoom where um you know you're in the middle of of asking the student questions for a dba you know discussion-based assessment or something and before you know it uh the dogs start howling or the babies start crying or the chickens the, or run the through chickens there. start, you know, roosting. <laughs> the, the, the pigs start snorting. You yes. know, I mean, and and we're not uh, making this is not an exaggeration uh, either, yes. folks. There are people uh, who have you know all of those things in their house. Yeah. So, um, 
it, it can <clears throat> it can definitely be comical at times, but it, it it's it's a challenge at times as well. So uh, you just kind of have to take it take it as you go. You do, yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes you'll see a, a cattail just go right across the screen, yeah, and just flip. I saw and flop. that yesterday. As yep. a matter of fact, right in the middle of a DBA, <laughs> the cat had, must have been behind the computer. <laughs> And, but its tail was like was draped, like, uh, draped, draped over it. So that's when it how, walked that's funny. across, all I saw was just a black tail go in front of the uh, in front of the computer. They just screen. like to get in front of the computer screen. Yeah. Mine does it too sometimes. But so do, so does my dog. She mm-hmm. Biscuit loves uh, being on camera. So I love the name Biscuit. She's a poor good dog. dog. Um. So I'd like to know what are some of the most absurd excuses that students who are taking a college course come up with regarding work well you know the the when i think of the word absurd you know of course the oh well my dog ate my homework or something or something like that uh but for for me and not to not to be too serious about this. I know we want to keep this lighthearted, but to me, the most absurd thing is that uh, I am uh, what I guess we would call an over communicator when it comes to communicating expectations, due dates, requirements, things of such to my students. I I sent you know if if they if my students have a major assignment coming due next week for for ten days in a row I will send an email them. every single too. day every single day for ten days and and I'll put it in what's called the announcements like different schools have different names for it in their online learning platform which most colleges use Desire to Learn or D two L. And, but you know some of it, it some of them on the main page it's like an announcement you know like mm-hmm. a live update announcements and teachers can put announcements in there and I'll put in there okay okay every day I'll put a new announcement this big assignment is coming due on this day and I'll do it every day and then guess what happens you get to the day it's due and out of 30 students maybe 21 or 22 on average will submit it and the other eight will say they've ne- never had <laughs> any clue that an assignment was due. Never, never had any clue. So when I think of the word absurd, that that's, that's absurd. That's what comes to mind. And they'll blame you. They'll go online. One of the biggest mistakes that I ever made, <laughs> ever made, was discovering the site rate my professor. Oh my goodness, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. You just don't. <laughs> and, and and let let me tell you. Yeah. Oh and I'm, my I'm not gracious! Gonna, I'm not going to name the specific high. I'm not, I'm not going to name the specific high school, but I'll tell I'll tell you a, a story. I had been for one of the three colleges that I teach adjunct for that I've been teaching for for years and years now. Uh, one of them I had been teaching dual enrollment classes. Uh, which are high school students taking these college classes, have been teaching them for years, never had any problems, okay? Uh, you go on ratemyprofessor.com and look <laughs> at my uh, ratings for all the different universities I've, I've, I, that I teach for, and 
nine out of ten reviews are going to be four or five stars. Aww. This guy's a great lecturer. He's a great teacher. He's difficult. I'm not going to lie. He has high expectations, but he cares. It's obvious he cares about his students. He provides them, you know, with all the tools they need. He communicates with them. Blah blah blah. All right. So some of those high expectations being get your work turned in on time. Yep. <laughs> so I have this dual enrollment class uh, from one of our uh, high schools here in the Upper Cumberland. Okay, I'm not going to name which one it is. I don't. Right. I, I don't I, need I don't, to. Yeah. And uh, this class, for some reason, number one, half of the class out of 30 of them cheated on every single thing that they did. Every single writing assignment, it wasn't just one or two students, which is the norm. It was half the class plagiarizing everything that they wrote. And and I'm sorry, I just don't accept that. You're going to get a zero for the assignment. Um, and it's funny what they think they're being sneaky about too. Yeah. Like when they, you know, when they say that they're collaborating. Mm. Oh yeah. And yeah. collaborating means copying directly from each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm, I I definitely make it a make it a point at the beginning of the semester with my dual enrollment students because they're they're there together most of the time at their respective high schools that there is a difference between cheating and professional collaboration, uh, and I give them an example yes. <laughs> of, of what it what it is, and, and you know, and, and then go from there. But this specific dual enrollment class, you know, I simply just had to to uh, you know give a lot of zeros for for plagiarized assignments. There wasn't a lot of um, of engagement on the students' side. Uh, I am. I have the evidence. I can open up my D2L account and I can show you all the emails I send and all the announcements I made. Yet, going back to rate my professor at the end of the semester, Lord have mercy. Go on there and read some of them sometimes. Some of these responses that this – there was about 10 students within this one dual enrollment class – that I guess they all got together and had a powwow and decided they were going to go on rate my professor and and, and just, and just rake, me, rake their, me through the coals. The coals, yes. And it <laughs> and it some of it is quite comical. Uh, some of it is uh, some <laughs> you of you want to share some of them? <laughs> well, just um, you you know I'd like to punch his bald head right in the <laughs> right in the face. I'd like to to take take his bald head and rub sandpaper on it until it bleeds. Oh my gosh! I, I mean, they no, I'm serious That's now. These, these uh, they they were rough about it, and um, uh, y- you know, and of course the 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 best. The best complaints are these. This is the this is the greatest complaint. He actually requires us to do written assignments <laughs> and answer questions from our readings. Uh-uh. He he actually gives us uh, gives us an essay. He he actually expects us to write an essay exam when I have five other classes uh, to to take. I'm thinking, and you know, here, here's what I've just I've gotten used to telling my college students when they complain about the amount of work, which I can cl- say with a clear conscience, I don't give more work than the average 
college teacher. Okay? I believe you. I don't go. I don't You're, like take things to the extreme. Uh, it's a three-hour course. I I give the amount of work that amounts to three hours a week. It's a three three hour credit course. I give three the three hour credits, um, or the three hours amount of work. So, um, you know, I tell them when it comes to the expectations for not plagiarizing. When it comes to the expectations as far as you know showing what you've what you've mastered on exams and things like that. It's it's meant to be challenging. For some sure, it's for some, re- for some reason, students going to college thinking that it's just it's just going to be a cakewalk, and they're going to be given a diploma and get the salary that comes oftentimes with getting that diploma. And I just tell them that's not the way it works. College is meant to be one of the most challenging things you will ever do in your life. If it wasn't. Everybody would have a college diploma and everybody would enjoy the benefits, i.e. your your higher salaries that come with having a college degree, you know, so so you can't. and, And it's tough because I have a heart. And when student when students, you know, a lot of my students are not traditional college students. A lot of my students are older people who have decided to come back to college at forty five years old. I'm saying older. I'm forty six. And so, some of them yeah. can be un, uh, can yeah. be in, incredulous about yeah. the expectations well, too. The, well, they enter. You know, it's such it's a strange, it's such a fine line to walk because they they come in these classes, and I tell them. Listen, I am 100% sympathetic and empathetic to the fact that you have a full-time job, that you have family to take care of. Guess what? I work 80 hours a week, and I have a family, too, that I would like to spend some time, you know, some quality time with. Um, So I know. I know what you're dealing with. But just because you're dealing with those things does not mean that I do not have a job to do, which is – to 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 meet the requirements of the curriculum for this history course that you're taking. You know, therefore, I have to give assignments. I have to give quizzes. I have to give exams. I have to give writing assignments. It's my job. It's what I get paid to do. If I don't do it, Motlow State's going to find somebody else to pay to do it. You know, and they want to make you feel bad because, you know, they'll tell you, listen. Wear you down. Yeah, listen, you can't expect me to do this. I've, you know, I had to work <laughs> yesterday. Well, so so did I. I worked 16 hours yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't think we're keeping this as, as, as lighthearted as what we had planned on keeping. It sounds kind of like a rant. <laughs> I believe it does. I believe it does. <laughs> Well, well, I think I think a lot of this a, a lot of this comes with uh you know the push that we went through and we're still feeling the effects of it but of course this really started with the passage of no child left behind. Okay? When we started pushing the idea that every child has to go to college. And the simple fact is is that there are all kinds of professions out there that a person can make. There are all kinds ex- of professions yes. out there that we all need yes, that that people we to be ha- trained we, in. Yes, we yes, have to have. Absolutely. That a person can make a great living and support a family for the rest of their life on. 
you know as well as I do, we stress, hey, you've just got to have some type of post-high school training, whether it be TCAT. Exactly. Uh, you know, become a welder, get your welding license, uh, become a, a licensed plumber, electrician, uh, you know, go in the military and get the benefits of, of learning skills from that, get out and and enjoy, reap the benefits that come with getting the training that you do in the military, a two-year degree, a four-year degree. Going, you know, a four-year degree simply isn't for everyone, and we've been pushing that and pushing that, and now you're starting to see kind of the lean back towards you see posts on Facebook all the time and things like that. Hey, why don't we push um, – you know, those types of careers as much as we do college careers. Absolutely. You know, they're just as important. We got rid of uh, some of the classes that made more practical sense to those kids to back around No Child Left Behind. And that's why it happened. Applied math and applied English are Two wonderful classes that prepare those kids for those types of tr- of trades. They were called trades back then. What's wrong with that word? Exactly. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. like it's a dirty word. Yeah, today it's a dirty word, and it's as important as as anything. As anything, and and the salaries are highly respectable in those uh, many, many, many of those careers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. What what you've seen, you know, on the college level as a result um, is uh, classes filled with with a lot of students that simply aren't prepared for for college. Who may need to be in some other getting training yeah. somewhere else. Or, mm. um, and and I appreciate and applaud that they're that they're in college, they're enrolled, and they're trying. But um, you you have to understand that there's an expectation of being a college student. Now, does that mean I I was a perfect college student? No, uh, I, I, <laughs> me I, either. I, I wasn't. Um, Especially my freshman year, I, I didn't. I wasn't ready my yeah. freshman year. Well, I, I talk to I my students all the time about the my struggles, you know, my first couple of years in college. I mean, uh, Bo, who was supposed to be here, we we joke. <laughs> thanks, you, Bo. You, you know, thanks a lot, Bo, for not for not showing <laughs> not up. showing up. Speaking of not showing up, <laughs> I mean, you know, Bo and I were raised together, and we came to Tennessee Tech together and roomed together, and instead of going to class, we played PlayStation. You know, we we would just sit and play PlayStation oh all, uh, all day, um, and you know we had no no concept of self discipline and and forcing yourself to go get up and go to class and and uh, you know the idea of how to study for how to actually study for exams um, and, and things like that. It's uh, you know so so how did you? <laughs> How did you get over that hump? Eventually, you oh, had to because you graduated. I, I, I did. Well, not only did I get over that hump, you know, I'm <laughs> proud to say that I ended up graduate, have you know, graduating, and then I went on and got my master's degree, yeah. and, and graduated with a, a three point eight five or something GPA with my master's degree. So I obviously got over the hump and made some yeah, changes. Did. And and here's here's what happened. 
there were a few things in, in a row that uh, things that happened in succession that kind of led me to the um you know this idea how many t- how much time do we have we have 25 seconds 25 seconds well number <laughs> 1 i met my wife okay Okay. Karen, yes, yeah. who who is in education, and she She's was prin- getting the principal she, at CHS. Yeah, and she was getting ready to graduate, and I realized, and she basically let me know she wasn't going to date a loser or marry a loser. <laughs> Good for okay. her. Uh, number number two, um, I had you know I came to Tech to play football, and I and I struggled with football because I was always on academic probation. And if I would have been stronger academically, that would have allowed me to put more effort into football, which means my football career would have been a whole lot more successful than a constant, um, you, you know, revolving door of one semester. I'm on academic probation, so all I'm getting to do is practice with the team. I'm not getting to dress out or anything wow. like that. And okay. the the realization of eventually they're just going to kick you to the curb, which which is pretty much what happens. I what happened? I told people for three years I was the captain of the scout team basically at Tennessee <laughs> Tech University, and it's and it's because academically they they just weren't taking a big chance on me. You know, I never got to the point to where they gave me a full scholarship or anything like that. Um, and, and the third thing was, is I just finally realized that if I really was going to be a teacher, I had to just put up or shut up. It was time to be a man and do what I needed to do. Otherwise I needed to just drop out and go get a job in a factory somewhere or something. At that time you could do that. You know, I could, I, at that time in, in 2000, you could still go to a factory and make $25 an hour. But, oh yeah, mm-hmm. you, you know. But now, without that post high school training of some kind that we were talking about, that's almost impossible. Yeah. I mean, unless you know the right people. I mean, let's be honest. For some of those jobs that are still out there, yeah, they're still out there. If you're kin to the right person or or friends with the right, <laughs> right. person, or you can get like in. That, you can get your foot in the oh, door. Oh yeah, but. Other than that, you've got to have some type of post post high school training, you know, to do that. And there you have it. We have learned that today today that you have to man up and get (laughs) (laughs) be manly man, do manly things. Okay, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was my motivation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) wanting to marry Karen. That's 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 fabulous. Met a good woman. Uh, well, how many times do you hear that in life? I met a good woman, or I met a good how, guy. How, how did you turn your? How, you know, I bet most of the time, let's be honest, it comes from the man. It's man. How did you turn your life around? You were a, a piece of trash in <laughs> high school. It's like, dude, when I was twenty-two years old, I I, I met so and so, and. It's been the straight and narrow ever since. And there you go. It's amazing the control that a woman can have on a man. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, guys, that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for listening. Class dismissed.